This is Startup Renegades, a raw conversation with founders, entrepreneurs, and the unicorns among us who have taken their idea and turned it into a thriving, profitable brand. I'm your host, Shauna Armitage, and my work as a fractional marketing director has led me to connect with dozens and dozens of founders in all stages of their startup journeys. Whether they're bootstrapping or fundraising or have capital on hand, there's one big question founders always ask, how do I grow this thing? On Startup Renegades, we'll explore how they did it, and you'll walk away with actionable steps you can take on your own journey to scalable growth. Welcome back to Startup Renegades. Today, I'm going to be talking to Tanvi Abbey and Nora Zetcha, the founders of Veda Health, a digital health solution that optimizes health outcomes through evidence-based medicine and protocol-based care pathways. Before co-founding Veda Health, Tanvi worked with high-growth companies and social enterprises across emerging markets. Nora got her medical license in Germany, and it was these two women's shared aim to deliver a greater transparency in healthcare from which the platform was born. The platform equips patients on their healthcare journeys beyond the four walls of traditional healthcare facilities, giving them the information they need while simultaneously enabling clinicians to deliver more timely and effective care. These two co-founders were selected to Business Insider's 2018 30 Under 40 and Health Tech List. They are an amazing duo and the product that they've created is so interesting and so unique because they had to work within the healthcare system. So today we're going to hear all about their journey in building a profitable, thriving startup within another system. Let's listen to their startup renegade story now. Nora and Tanvi, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited to learn about your startup journey because a healthcare startup is a very special kind of startup, especially when it comes to growth. But let's start at the beginning. Now, you are both medical professionals. You've known each other for a long time. Talk to me about that. So... Nora's a medical professional. She's a doctor. We actually know each other because we went to both middle and high school together and went on separate career journeys for about 10 years before coming back together to start Beta Health. And at its core, we started Beta Health to be a purpose-driven company. We come from very different backgrounds in terms of our professional experience, but The common thread for both of us was really looking at how we can make a meaningful and measurable impact through this business and this business opportunity. That core value, you know, building products that impact and improve the way we live day to day is what both brought us together and drives us forward in the work that we do at Beta Health. For me, from a kind of content perspective, of course, having been in the medical field, I was seeing really firsthand the issues that everyone interacting with healthcare is experiencing on a day-to-day level. And it's been very frustrating to see how the healthcare system really doesn't set up patients for success in their care, even when you think about really complex conditions or lifelong conditions, patients ultimately are left to their own devices with very little support and really very little insight and useful information. On the flip side, for me as a clinician, 
I was really only ever getting snapshots of the patient's health at a given visit. So anything happening in the 95% of the time that patients are spending outside of the clinical setting is really lost. And so what motivated Tommy and myself when we were talking about these issues is really to be able to impact this broken system and trying to create a healthcare experience that's really worthy of the 21st century with better access to care, better access to information, and really being able to create that continuous support layer. Okay, so the two of you go back really far. Can you tell me, Tanvi, a little bit about your professional background? Because even with Nora's experience in the field, I'm really curious what gets two friends talking about this kind of thing to the point where you say, hey, yes, we need to create a business from this idea. So my professional background is in the social impact space. I actually primarily worked in emerging markets and Endeavor in the U.S. was actually something a bit new for me. In my work in the social impact space, um, I was really building and helping to grow businesses that take a different approach. So looking at how you really use enterprise to make an impact at scale on on things like education, healthcare, and even as you think about things that might not be as explicitly socially driven in emerging markets, just opportunities to create jobs and income uh, for folks in these places. And so as I was talking with Nora and, and we were kind of both at a crossroads with our careers and thinking about what is next, um, it became very apparent that you know not only was there a real need um, in the experiences that she was describing and how she was frustrated, but as we looked at the market and, and understood the landscape, I think there were two really important things that we felt we're lacking. The first is really this kind of more tech-driven approach to healthcare. And you know, I think we often hear that nowadays. We started the company about five years ago. So it was probably more of an idea at the moment and the reality that it is today, especially in the kind of post-COVID world. But really being able to adapt our healthcare experiences to how we experience most other things in our life. You know, we do our banking online. We do our grocery shopping online. We order everything from Amazon. Uh, yet our healthcare experiences are very much about kind of a brick and mortar patient initiated experience. And so that was one of the things that we felt you know, there was a real opportunity to impact. And the second, and I think this is one that you know really ties in with my personal experience and background, you know, looking at how within healthcare we can take a stronger double bottom line approach, meaning, you know, it's not just about building technology to generate a huge profit, but it's really about looking at success, uh, both through the lens of financial success, but also through the lens of the outcomes and the clinical outcomes that we're able to achieve and how we can actually improve people's lives. So you've really clearly identified a problem with the system and you knew that you were going to create a business from it. What were the first steps that you had to take to go from your day jobs into the entrepreneur life? Quitting. (laughs) Ultimately, it was quite a, a leap of faith for me, especially just when you go into medicine, you kind of have your path laid out for quite a long time. 
And so this was really something completely new, completely different from everything that I'd done before, where you really don't know what will be the next day. And I was actually um, practicing medicine in Germany still. And so it was, yeah, really quitting the job, (laughs) moving back to the US and hitting the ground running really and getting up to speed on everything there is to know as much as you can kind of just get from, from research on the regulatory aspects and how to really find our positioning in the market. But Thankfully, I knew that Tanvi always had a a big drive to build a business and to really see something through from blank canvas all the way to a functioning and sort of repeatable business model. And so I really had that confidence that even though I was going on a very different path than what I had originally set out on that we would be successful in this. So tell me a bit about the business model. As I mentioned before, at Beta Health, we really are a purpose-driven company um, founded really on this idea that we can and need to help patients with chronic conditions better self-manage their health to lead healthier and happier lives. For us, this means really driving that care experience through personalized digital care that can meet patients where they are and really respond to how they live day to day. I'm not sure if you know this, but about 130 million Americans, adult Americans in the U.S. have at least one chronic condition. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in this country, and those numbers are only growing. And so as we think about care and the care experience, what we really looked at is how do we move this from reactive care and from very kind of little support where a patient, you know, goes into the hospital, has a pretty severe um, healthcare experience, and you know, more or less goes home with a piece of paper and, and a wish of good luck without really understanding the context around what they're doing and how they experience their healthcare beyond that kind of acute space. And so we really look at this as the sum of our health. It's more about what we do day to day. And it's not really about these patient initiated encounters. And so uh, we work ultimately with clinicians to drive better remote care and virtual care based on data that patients themselves are generating, whether that's through outcomes that they're reporting, symptoms that they're reporting, um, and also through a variety of devices that they are engaging with. And when I say devices, these are more or less consumer wearable devices, things like smart blood pressure cuffs, um, weight scales, glucometers, etc. And we take all of that data in that we collect across a variety of mediums um, to really drive personalized guidance for the patients and meet them where they are on their own terms. And for us, you know, central to this is really putting that trusted relationship between the doctor and the patient at the center so that we are really able to extend how medicine is practiced. And you're doing this through technology? We are, we are. Nora, do you want to jump in on that? Yes. So um, we've created a platform that really is on one hand patient facing, where the patient is interacting with a digital care journey What that means really is there is an ongoing continuous interaction between the platform and the patient to help guide the patients on what it is that they can do from a behavioral perspective, diet, exercise, et cetera, 
in order to keep sort of on the right path with their chronic condition, as well as, of course, um, input, uh, which Tanvi has already mentioned, information on how they are doing at any given point in this care journey. And so this information really provides necessary context and insights on the side for the clinicians to be able to understand whether there's any intervention needed while the patient is um, outside of the clinical setting, whether treatments that have been prescribed really are working the way that they should be working, and kind of give that longitudinal view of the patient's health trajectory to ultimately make sure that at the end of this, or kind of as we're continuing along this care journey, the patient has the best possible health outcomes. Because ultimately, every single patient needs very nuanced care. There isn't really a one-size-fits-all solution. But that, unfortunately, right now is the reality of the healthcare system, where it's sort of just a broad broad brush approach across certain disease populations. And that's really what we aim to change with our platform. Hey, everybody. It's Shauna. I just wanted to take a quick break from this episode to remind you that there's lots of good stuff happening over at StartupRenegades.com. First, you can enter your email address, join the community, and get notified of discounts and specials that our featured founders are giving exclusively to the Startup Renegades community. Also, get notified when we have founder firesides, where we put the founders in the hot seats and give you the opportunity to ask them the questions in a one-on-one environment. Plus, you can join the Startup Renegades Business Workshop. This is a four-week accelerator for founders who need a custom strategy, actionable next steps, and a true support system in order to scale. Is that you? If so, come join us at StartupRenegades.com and let's get started. So you have identified a really clear problem and you've come up with a solution using technology That's all great. But I know in the healthcare space, there's so many rules and regulations. How do you take that idea and start scaling it so it's a profitable business model? It's a great question. And I think healthcare and maybe a couple of other industries out there, including financial services as an example, are are really complex for that exact reason that you mentioned. Um, We are in a industry that's highly regulated. The technologies that are more ubiquitous or pervasive in the industry are ones that have met some sort of regulatory need. And, you know, it's, it's very difficult to unseat incumbents. And so for us, you know, navigating that landscape, particularly as you know, first-time founders and folks without, you know, a tremendous amount of background in the business of healthcare, it was certainly a challenge. And, you know, I think continues to be in some ways, maybe less so on the regulatory space, but really looking at the market, um, you know, healthcare as an industry from a tech perspective is actually fairly immature. And, you know, there are so many opportunities for disruption. And there are so many opportunities to challenge the status quo. But the reality is, you know, there are certain things that you can do that are kind of future oriented, um, but they need to really adapt to where the market and where the industry is today. So, you know, 
about 20 or so years ago, um, electronic health records or medical records kind of became the standard and the norm. And while it overcame a lot of challenges around paper charts and documentation and sharing of healthcare data, um, it led to other challenges like physician burnout. You know, clinicians are spending so much of their time now just documenting their patient visit that many of them feel they don't actually get to spend enough time with patients themselves. And so it's really for us was looking at how do we fit within a system and not exacerbate the challenges that are there, but really drive home a solution that can fit within kind of where the market is today, but also achieve that kind of forward thinking future orientation. So through that, we have certainly learned a lot, I think, in any kind of product business, Um, product market fit is ultimately kind of the holy grail. And, and, you know, we've done our fair share of building to our customer needs in each use case. And I think that taught us a lot of lessons. Yeah, I think that's really important for people to understand in terms of understanding their market. So what were the specific strategies that you used to start scaling and to start making this new business a profitable one? So healthcare is a different beast than many other industries. And for us, one of the most important things to be able to show to really to have and grow business is clinical outcomes. And so what we really focused on early on was a couple of clinical studies and pilots to really show the impact of our technology on the clinical outcomes and partnering with different folks in the industry, physicians and hospitals to really show the impact that not only these types of technologies can make, but our particular solution. And we did that early on, you know, at a financial loss to the business um, because it was such an important thing and being, you know, such a small player in such a large space within healthcare technology, it was really important for us to show those outcomes. A couple of other things that we've done kind of on our path to product market fit has been just A-B testing a lot of different types of messaging. So, you know, when you're in a consumer industry, you throw up your webpage and, you know, you can A-B test banners and see what types of things uh, folks, folks like. And for us, we have to kind of approach that in a different way. So, you know, when we are doing kind of cold outreach and when we are testing different things within the product, um, you know, we have, as in any business, a hypothesis that we are testing against. And you know, it was really illuminating for us, particularly in the last year of COVID, to see that the kind of keywords that the industry was really responding to were shifting. And uh, we were able to do that really through, you know, some email outreach strategies and content strategies to really understand how the market was shifting and responding. And it's something that we find ourselves doing uh, kind of continuously to really be able to cater to what our customers and what the market is most interested in in a given point in time. But uh, again, coming back to doing so within kind of the realm of this remote care offering. And, you know, in like sort of taking a higher level view at, at your question as well, for us, it was really important to understand where the biggest urgency lies for potential customer groups. So really making smart decisions on who we should sell or go after and and sell to 
because ultimately any of these particular groups, I mean, the healthcare ecosystem has so many different stakeholders, but they all have sort of their own bag of issues that they deal with on a day-to-day basis. And so you need to make sure that you're really addressing a group that has the particular problem that you're solving for top of mind and top of their list of priorities. And that I think for us wasn't necessarily something that on the first day we immediately understood and worked under that premise, but ultimately was an important learning for us to be able to really focus our strategy on how and where and in what way to build this business. I think that's all from the messaging to your approach with that. It's such important advice. But you mentioned meeting these stakeholders where they were at. Where were they? How did you test this messaging? Was it through strategic partnerships? Were you advertising? How did you actually get people onto the platform? So our earliest business was really through any kind of warm connections. We looked through everybody we knew and everybody they knew and kind of went after the market in that way and really sought through these conversations to learn what the challenges they're facing are and how they're thinking about kind of this next step in healthcare delivery. And and that's really where we got you know our earliest traction. Again, you know, we were doing this in a way that was kind of low lift and low cost or no cost. But there's a saying in healthcare that, you know, even free isn't good enough because it really takes a lot of manpower and resources to implement anything new. And so we were really fortunate through, you know, some of these warm introductions and connections to have partners that really believed in this vision and were able to work with us to prove out some of the clinical outcomes. And from there, once you have the outcomes, I think the results often speak for themselves. And so we were able to take those early results and really take them to new partners that we were either reaching out to cold um, through different kind of competitions, different types of networks, and turning that into more clinical outcomes. So once you kind of have that basis, it becomes a bit of the snowball effect, so to speak, where you need outcomes to get outcomes and how do you get the first ones? And so for us, it's really looking at those early, early partners as partners to really buy into that vision and that mission and see, you know, where the future could be headed around this. And frankly, we wouldn't be anywhere in our business without those early relationships. Yeah, I hear you. So you really tapped into your network to find those partnerships that could drive you forward. And the company has really moved forward. You know, you've received some awards, you've been featured in Business Insider as the 30 under 40. So talk to me a little bit about how the company has grown so far. We've been very lucky and fortunate that the market has responded to the values and purpose of Veda Health. Ultimately, you know, we've had to make you know changes here and there to the product and to how we sell and how we deploy. And you know, I think that comes with the turf with any startup, particularly in a market that is evolving as rapidly as health tech is. But I would say it's really, you know, some of the larger partnerships that have been able to really give us credibility in the market to do the bread and butter sales kind of with the smaller 
with the smaller organizations where we're able to build a large amount of trust. And so from that standpoint, just being able to have some of the market recognition that we've had and that you referenced previously, Shauna, uh, has really propelled us in a meaningful way. So both of you, I would love to hear what does being a startup renegade mean to you? So I think we probably have a a similar take on this, but uh, I'll share my perspective. In the industry that we're in, it really means constantly challenging the status quo, but also being able to work within a system, in an imperfect system. And while it would be amazing to really turn the healthcare and health tech industry on its head, we've learned that to truly have an impact in such a highly regulated and highly entrenched industry, you have to be able to work within the system. And so I would say being a startup renegade is really about constantly challenging the status quo, but working within the system to make an impact. Awesome. Yeah. And and I would also second that. And, and I mean, the healthcare system has some big players in it. And I think it's important for us as the small guys to really have the drive, the ambition and the patience to really see it through. And um, also essentially the courage to go up against the big guys that are ultimately trying to protect their space and their market shares and all of this. But there's definitely room for more players and a need for more and and younger and more nimble players to come into the system. I love that. Tell listeners where they can find you. Uh, You can visit our website at myvedahealth.com. You can always reach out to us on LinkedIn and our company Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram channels. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Tom Villanora. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was this week's episode of Startup Renegades. Thank you so much for joining me and soaking up all that brilliant entrepreneurial knowledge from today's guest. If you want to suggest a founder for a future episode or just want to connect, you can find me on Instagram at shauna.armitage. That's S-H-A-U-N-A dot A-R-M-I-T-A-G-E. And just a little reminder, if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. It makes a huge difference and it's so important for helping the show thrive. I'll be here same time next Tuesday for a raw, honest conversation with another startup renegade.